you're on uh, Rams and Sands. As matters currently go, we may just be stuck here with John until nine, which means it may just mess up our fame and fortune. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, John has agreed to stay. Uh, we'll take more of your calls. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. And the, the reason we're doing that is because he seems to have touched uh, all of you uh, on your studios. So we, we're going to allow you to call in and you can tweet us at Rams by the Horns and at I am John Sunny. And we'd like to hear all of your views about this thing of being stuck in our past memories. But let's continue with Patricia's issue before yes. we take the next call. Yes. I hear that a lot. People raise the issue that I, I can't move on. I need closure. Yes. I even need closure to know why you dumped me as yes. your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or whatever else. And question is, and I'm not being insensitive to Patricia or anybody, what does it help? Right. Why do we need, what does it help us to, to get this closure? Yeah, I think as a human need state, it is there. I don't think it's something we can deny. But I think it's very important that we spend only 1% of our energy on it. We spend 99% of our energy creating the world that we want to create. And I think we must become very clear that our reality is our focused attention. What you give attention to, you create and build. What you don't give attention to falls away and dies away. So it's your choice at the end of the day. Do you want to wake up and give that 90% of your energy? Your life will just be in a pause mode until you hopefully figure out some truth that most probably will be even more hurtful than you thought of in initially. A caller, uh, a listener on, on, on Twitter, Mayo Hamachuta, says, I find that I sometimes allow bad experiences with some friends to influence how I relate with others. I was careful to let it not change who I am. I was quick to say this is not me. Other people deserve me in a better state. Wonderful. That's great. And I think what we do often is because we've been dealt badly with somebody, we then deal badly with somebody else to let go of that. It's like almost like a pressure cooker yes. to be able to get leave, let that go, you know? And I think, again, really it comes down to the point of are we able to see these people as not perfect? It's our deep expectation that everybody around us must be perfect all the time. And really, people are dysfunctional in many, many different ways. And the more and the sooner we see them like that, the sooner we can be calm, forgiving, and also just see the whole situation in a holistic manner rather than being caught up in the, in the game or the, or the argument. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Please let the calls keep coming. Anonymous, another anonymous is wow, calling. Also famous. Good evening to you, Anony. Hi, Rams. How's it? Very well, thank you for asking. How are you? All right, man. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, to forgive and forget, it's not an issue at the moment. But I just want to find out, my experience is uh, I got a hijack three years ago. So how do you get past that? Yo, that's a tough one, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a trauma counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a psychological enthusiast and has really helped myself really develop the life that I could. So, I mean, that is a hectic scenario of violation. I mean, I, I really, I really, I, I wish I could give you the answer. Um, I'm not qualified to do so. I, I, have you been seeing counselors? Have you been going to uh, somebody to help you deal with it? I have. I've I've made peace with uh, what has happened with the situation, but it's just that uh, forgetting it. Remember, you you should focus yeah. on things that's in control, that you are in control, uh, and so forth. And so, when you remember it now, does it still come up with a sense of fear? Not of fear, but you just 
one don't want to experience the, the same trauma. Sure, of course not, of course not. And so when it does come up, do you uh, linger and think about it for a while or do you give yourself a, uh, a distraction or do you give yourself something else to focus on? I think about it and then it, it just passes. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the sooner you're able to distract yourself and to focus on something else, sooner or later it will start fading away and become something of a distant memory. So I think it's really up to you to, and, and listen, I also have had some horrific uh, uh, experiences in the past and it's very much about me choosing not to want to think about it and choosing to think about something else. Anonymous, uh, may, may I come in and, and as you know, even even worse than John, I have no clue about psychology or anything else. But but let me ask you this question. Do you also have great things that have happened in your life? Do I have, uh, what again, Ram? Good things that have happened in your life. A lot of good things. A lot of good things. Yeah, a lot of Do you celebrate them often enough? I do. You do? Yeah, I do. Great. So I believe John is right then. Get to see a counselor to deal with this tough memory, but remind yourself, Anonymous, and I'm not an expert in this thing, but I think we need to remind ourselves to celebrate the great things in our lives. But the tough things that are difficult to deal with, you need some help, professional help. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, okay. I think you should. Uh, okay. No, thanks great for stuff, the advice. Mate. Thank you, mate. Uh, yeah, and, uh, remember, I'm not an expert, but I think, I know, I, I, I went through a, a, a terrible experience five years ago, and I spent six months, John, on the couch wow six months on the couch wow and i'm very grateful for that i sat there and i had boxes of tissues yeah i finished all of them yeah but i after six months i got better yeah that's great i think it's important to also um allow yourself to mourn and allow yourself to heal i don't think it's something we need to hurry up through yeah i think it's something we need to sit and actually respect so a lot of uh our our the people that we listen to john uh, speak to us about ambition. You know, you need to become bigger. You need to move your, your, your hundred rand to a thousand rand, a thousand rand to a million rand and, and that. Uh, and I find that those kind of teachings mess a lot of us much because we then don't realize the wealth that we already have and always feel inadequate because somebody has painted a picture that but you can become a multimillionaire. And therefore, you don't appreciate the roof over your head and the car that you're driving and the children that you have and the education that you have. Am I on the right path here? So I think that ambition has been painted by Hollywood as this ruthless money-making scenario. Mm. And I think that's for the longest time the childhood dream to grow up and to drive the fancy car and to drive the fancy job or have the fancy business. But we must become very clear, the future we're moving into requires us to understand that what's really going to get us to become disruptive in this world that we're moving into is not the ambition of looking for more money, but the ambition to find meaning in our lives and allow that meaning to become the profitable vehicle. And what I mean by that is this, is that a lot of our intentions and a lot of our goals are set around money. What we should be doing is setting goals and intentions of discovering why we're here. Mark Twain said it best. He said the two most important days of your life are when you're born and when you find out why. When you find out why. Mark Twain was a comedian. No, he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) When you find out why, your access to energy, creativity, and excellence is incredible. 
And so what's happened is that we believe that accomplishment equals purpose, and it doesn't. Accomplishment means you've studied well, you've studied hard, you've worked hard, you're a partner at a firm, you've got a fancy car, your kids are at private school, but you're miserable inside. You're still drinking too much. Mm. You're eating too much. You're having an affair. You're unhappy. But because you've reached accomplishment, somehow you think that was what the purpose was, and it's not. The people that are the most successful, and when I mean successful, I mean happiest and joyous are the ones who've discovered why they're here and making that the most profitable vehicle for them. And I tell you, my life, in my first 40 years, all I wanted to do was chase the buck. You know, that was my game. You know, I was <laughs> in, an alpha in male. In do all. Yeah, and you know, since 40, I've decided that, it's what happened pre-40 is, I was unhappy when I had no money. I was unhappy when I had money because I just wanted a bit more. Mm. And then when I lost it all, I was unhappy again. And I thought, I sat back and I thought, hang on a second. I was unhappy before, while I had it, and when it left. So I need to obviously find a new way to measure my happiness. And I have now chosen to do something that makes me most excited. That's my passion, my purpose, my drive, the reason I'm here on earth. And can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. It's been the most profitable thing I've ever done, but I'm not chasing the buck anymore. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. You know why I like this man? That's why I got him here in studio, man. This kind of stuff that he says. Lebo in Mamelodi. Good evening. Hello, how are you? Hello, man. Hello, Lebo. We good? Uh, I'm good. Um, I'm a, a little bit nervous because I'm a first time caller. You're welcome. Okay. Feel free. <laughs> okay, it's a faceless thanks. medium. Nobody can see you. Don't feel nervous. You good? <laughs> All right. What I want to say is. God will never give you a burden that will overcome you. Ne? Mm -hmm. And then by the time you, you hold grudges against a person who hurts you, that's when he gets the power or he or she gets power to overcome your, your power in life. Like, mm. And then somehow, as a person, you have to learn to forgive and forget. That's what I learned. Even if I learned it the hard way, you see, by the time you forgive a person, that's when you get that power back to yourself. Hmm. Well done. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent label. Okay. Thank you. And God bless you. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> thank you for calling. This caller, John, is becoming the most, the most, uh, I would call it the most famous caller of the evening. He's back. <laughs> Anonymous, good evening. <laughs> Hello. Oh, she is back. She is back. She's Hello, back. Anonymous. How are you doing? We too well. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Um, I'm hoping you guys can help me navigate this space. Um, my past is literally about four or five months ago where I left one particular company because there was conflict between myself and my senior. And four or five months later, my previous senior is actually going to be joining me at my new company. And um, I'm just trying to understand how do I dismiss what happened because the conflict between myself and my, and my previous um senior was um it was it was very intense i actually when i left i i was in a, in a bad state i didn't even want to engage or even say goodbye to my 
my previous colleagues. So there wasn't even a farewell party or goodbye party or anything like that. It wasn't a very good space. And now I've moved to another company. I'm enjoying myself, getting to know the, the, uh, the business. And boom, this person will be in my space. I'll be reporting to them again. Wow. <laughs> that is. <laughs> you should be a Hollywood movie. You're the luckiest like person I know. <laughs> wow. You know. Well, the thing is, this is that uh, it's funny how we attract the same type of people into our lives. You've actually attracted the same person into your life, not let alone same type of people. And you know, often people say, you know, I move overseas. I had such a noisy neighbor when I lived in South Africa. Now I live in London. I got a noisy neighbor again. Or somebody will say, you know, I had an abusive boyfriend. I broke up with him. I moved to New Zealand. I got another abusive boyfriend in New Zealand. And unfortunately, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. And uh, the truth is, is you obviously haven't dealt with the situation in your own internal space around this type of person. And this type of person will keep showing up until you've dealt with that insecurity, that shadow aspect. No, no, no. Well, the same person only magicians can do. So I'm going to take my hat off to you. But the same type of person, uh, you'll be surprised. You'll most probably find the type type of personality. That's going to be showing up. And, and here's the good news. Yeah. When you heal this perspective inside you, two things will happen. One, either this person will change totally towards you. Because remember this, how you approach something is how it reacts to you. And that goes for people, airports, shopping center, traffics, money, name it. How you approach it is how it reacts to you. And the second thing that will happen is he'll disappear or she'll disappear out of your life totally. And often you might think back to when you were younger where you were hanging around a certain type of group of people and those people aren't anywhere near you. And the reason is, is that you've changed so dramatically that they've totally dissipated. So this is a very acute example of it. Obviously, this is something that's really difficult for you to deal with, which means that it's a gift challenge. And what a gift challenge is, is when something is such challenging, the minute you overcome it, the minute you take responsibility that it's your creation, it becomes the biggest gift you ever got. I hear words. Do you have a coach? Do you have a coach? No. So, you know, a lot of people often say, you know, I don't have the money for a coach or I'm just going to pay somebody and he's just going to listen to me. And really what you've got to understand is that the world's best athletes have the best coaches. Mm. The world's best business people have the best, most expensive coaches. And I watched yeah. a documentary on um, Andy Murray and when he won the Wimbledon. And the, and the documentary was talking about how he had improved his team of coaches around him. And that's why he won the Wimbledon. And that really got me thinking. I've got three coaches. And really what you've got to understand is that nowhere in your life, no friendship, no relationship that you have, does somebody listen to you for one solid hour, making that whole solid hour about you? Mm-hmm. Nobody has that. So in order for you to deal with this and in order for you to become a superstar in your own life, in order for you to win a gold medal at your life, you need to surround yourself with the best coaches so that you are able to unpack these psychological issues so that you don't have to repeat these sort of relationships. But Anonymous, yeah. I, I have to let you go, unfortunately. But all, all, all the best. John, uh, I was going to get to this and I'm glad uh, Monga Motze on, uh, on Twitter got us to it because I think it's very important that we give you 
bit of plug. He says, does John have a book written? And if not, which books can he recommend that could further address this interesting yet <laughs> touching topic? Thank you. Yeah. So I've written two books. Uh, thank you so much for asking. My first book that came out last year is called What's Your Moonshot? And it's really about big, asking bigger, bolder, more courageous questions about the future. Mm-hmm. In it, I describe the fact that in our individual capacities today, we have the same capabilities as organizations and governments did in the last few decades. We've got access to millions of people, which was reserved for major organizations and governments yeah. in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. In my new book called Magnetize with Two Eyes, and a Z and an E at the end, I'm asking the audience to ask a more deliberate, more conscious, and more elegant question about the future. It's not so much about thinking big, which is really important, but about how do you impact the world that you're living in? How do you utilize business, not only to make a profit, but to have a positive impact on the world around you? And what I'm trying people to do is I'm really wanting them to become the new type of billionaire. And the new type of billionaire is somebody who impacts a billion people's lives positively and becomes a billionaire. And that's really what I'm trying to get people to do is just ask bigger, bolder, more courageous, more conscious, more elegant questions about the future. So what's happening in the next few months in your life, John, as we conclude? I'm about to embark on a African and Middle East tour for my book. Um, so I'm doing book launches all around, all the way from Tanzania uh, to Cairo, to Oman, to Jeddah, to Dubai. And then I'm off to Toronto, to New York, to London and to Singapore to speak around the world. Besides the lots of travel that I do with Joburg, Durban and uh, Cape Town. So I'm continuously in airports. Um, I'm doing a book launch in Johannesburg. Uh, on the 22nd of August. Um, so that's all available for anybody to want to go look at it. It's free to come to. And it's on Facebook under Magnetize uh, Launch in Johannesburg. I'm doing a one in Cape Town and in Durban. You can look them up. Great stuff. John, we shall repeat that on our Facebook page. We'll put everything, your picture and the book and all the events. But thank you very much for your time. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. John Sane, our guest, strategist, global speaker, trend specialist, author, and he's been our guest on uh, Rams and Sense. We did, uh, we did, we did uh, miss out on uh, fame and fortune, but we shall do it again next week. Fame and fortune, uh, forgive us for that. Tomorrow is Opportunity Tuesday. We're still working from Cape Town and hoping to get you a going up, an amazing going up guest next uh, tomorrow. I am not going to reveal the name now, but you're going to love him because he's an amazing business person. From me, Rems Mabote, and the team in Johannesburg, Jaws and Tato. Good night and God bless. Thank you, Rems.